Hi, hi, hot potatoes, and welcome back to Take This TV, the television book club podcast where each week we watch an episode or two of our favorite shows and talk about it with our friends in the fandom. That's you. Hello. I'm Carmen Askernese, and I'm joined by my dear friend and our new co-host, Kimberly Woods. Hi. Hi, hi, hot potatoes. (laughs) So excited to be here, Carmen. Oh, I'm so excited that you're here. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, We're going to be talking about a new show this season, guys. It's something that we're watching now as it's airing, and we hope that you watch along with us. It's called Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Kimberly, can you tell the people (laughs) about the show? Yes, I will tell you all about the show. So Carmen and I love the show Atlanta, and for Mr. and Mrs. Smith, a lot of the folks from Atlanta are working on this show. So it stars Donald Glover as John Smith and Maya Erskine as Jane Smith. It's co-created by Donald Glover and Francesca Sloan, both who have written together on Atlanta. Um, and the director of this episode is Hiro Marai, who was an executive producer on Atlanta and also directed some of those episodes. Um, this episode is called First Date. We're getting to meet the Smiths, John and Jane. They are strangers who have given up their identities to be paired off by a secret organization, both in espionage and in marriage. They're two peas stuck in one pod. So come along as they run, jump, and adventure, making friends and making memories. But watch out, there's something very amiss in this first mission that we get to witness. It's John and Jane's first date. Good luck, John and Jane. Oh my gosh. Um, so if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that um, before we were watching shows on Netflix, our, our good friends over at Netflix who do the episode descriptions, we would always be like, oh, man, <laughs> that's I guess that's technically what happened in the episode. Um, but this episode description uh, from Amazon, where you can watch Mr. and Mrs. Smith, uh, just is more like talking to us as the audience. Um, so <laughs> I, I don't know if we'll be doing that this season. We'll see. Um, but Kimberly, yes. did you watch the movie from like way back? Oh my gosh. I did. And I don't remember, but this is a very, I mean, I, I remember some of it, but it's a very different premise from the movie. So in the movie, the Angelina and Brad movie, because apparently there's also a Hitchcock film called Mr. and Mrs. Smith as oh. well as a TV series from 1996 called Mr. and Mrs. Smith. <laughs> Before the Brad that. and Angelina movie. I know, I, was, I just found this out yesterday because I have not seen those. But in the Brad and Angelina film, it was about two spies from separate organizations who fall for one another. Um, and then in the movie, they get tasked with targeting each other. But neither one of them knows that the other one is a spy until they start targeting each other. But this show as you know, Carmen, is very different because um, Mr. and Mrs. Smith are meeting for the first time and this whole marriage is this setup for them to go on missions together. So they're two complete strangers who have to, you know, meet for the first time and figure out how to navigate each other and, you know, the single house they're given with the one main bedroom and the guest bedroom downstairs. So I love this premise because it it creates a lot of um, a lot. It's prime for a lot of awkward, <laughs> awkward moments and awkward comedy. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the, the it's it's always like um, it reminds me of when you go to college and you have a roommate for the first time. <laughs> and yep. it's like 
there's so many awkward little things about like just people's corks that you're getting used to. Um, and I will say that like <laughs> when they first move in together and um, the cat uh, who's at first unnamed shows mm-hmm. up. Um, I think that like that was one of those moments where it's like, oh, <laughs> this person is like bringing their whole life to our shared space. Um and I, th- I thought that yeah. was really cute and sweet. Yeah. It's also funny because it's like a surprise to both of them at first. They're like, oh, I guess we have a cat. <laughs> I guess this place comes with a cat. <laughs> if there are places out there that come with cats included, I would love to live in those places personally. Me too. That was awesome. Oh, man. So I was watching the episode with the subtitles on. Oh, and really? I think, yeah, I think it may have spoiled some stuff about the cold open. Oh, interesting. Well, what? Yeah, so the like, cold open was interesting. What did you think about it? Um, I mean, it was another like seemed like two spies or two criminals that were living together, like almost like they were a Mister and Missus Smith pair, um, who then I guess had been on the run. Or something because the woman's like, I'm tired, you know, I'm tired of running. And then they're going to have this face off. But I don't know who exactly they are. Do you? <laughs> no, I. Or what did the subtitles say? Do you want me to tell? Okay, spoiler, I guess mild spoiler, like like a like a 40% okay. spoiler, I guess, spoiler alert. The subtitles said John and Jane. Oh, yeah. So, so I, that's right. Okay. That's kind of what I guessed. Like they're like a Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I thought okay, that was cool. kind of our taste into this world but like who in the world is after them who 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 are the people that they're they've been on the run from and and then i guess that begs the question if they are a mr and mrs smith and they're working for the same organization as our new mr and mrs smith what is that organization i have a theory what is that <laughs> <laughs> i know that we just started oh, the episode, getting into but... theories already <laughs> I was so excited. I was Let's like, I can't wait it. to tell Kimberly about this. <laughs> I was like, okay, I think this is foreshadowing of, I feel like the show has been like advertised. It's like, oh, it's a comedy. It's an action comedy. I think this is going to be like a tragic story. And throughout the first episode, Jane asks a couple of times, like, what do you think happens if we fail? And I feel like for one reason or another, maybe because they failed to complete a task or chose not to complete a task and were sort of insubordinate or disobedient to the organization, then the J- John and Jane Smith we meet in the cold open were targeted by other other agents in the organization. And um, essentially like a burn notice was put out on them, I think. Mm-hmm. I like and that. So, I like that yeah. theory. We'll see. Yeah. I do think it's a scary thing because when we're introduced to this secret organization that they now both work for, it's just they walk into a room. There's only the machine there that, you know, says, hi, hi on the machine. And they do this interview where it's like, you know, there there might be cameras, but nobody else is in the room with them. And we get to learn a little bit about each of them. And we learn that they're giving, they're cutting ties to their past. Like at the end of this, they each agree that, you know, they're not going to talk to their mom. They're not going to talk to their dad. They're going to cut all ties to the past. So they're like entirely dependent now on this organization, which is a little scary. 
I love and, and the, like, only each other, I guess. But yeah, they they truly only have each other, which is pretty wild. If like the corporate dystopia that, that it kind of sets up is is so delicious. I I love it because I mean, I think that. I think that when you can draw those kind of parallels to like real life, it, it always hits harder. And um, yeah, we sort of see as throughout the episode, as John and Jane get to know each other, how what they tell each other is different from the interview that they did with the organization. Um, like, for example, John originally tells Jane that he's never killed anyone, um, but I mean, in his interview, he says that he killed one person by accident and 13 people on purpose um, because he used yeah, to operate drones. Was... Yep. Yeah. I love that we're getting to go on this first date with them. Like, it's like, okay, first they go to the cafe, you know, and they're getting to know each other a little bit. I mean, they're both very kind of... he. John is very much like trying to pry information out of Jane like he seems the most curious about this whole situation at first and about her because you know he takes that picture of her <laughs> when he's like saying he's going to like take a picture of a plant and see if it's being overwatered and then he actually takes a picture of her and tries to do a Google image search and find out about her but nothing comes up so anyway I, I love that we get to go along on this like them slowly getting to know each other over the course of like going to the cafe and going to the park and going to the theater. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the original, well, the Brad and Angelina movie was like, had some rom-com elements. And I feel like we get a little bit of that with um, seeing this sort of like their relationship kind of blossom. Uh, you know, we, we don't know if they're going to be um, romantic with one another or not. Um just so you guys know, listening, that we're watching this one episode at a time, and we're we're gonna do an episode about each episode of this of the show. So um, right now, we've just watched episode one, um, and I mean, I love to see like I, you know, I'm a sucker for romance, and so I really want them to be together. And I'm like, oh, Jane, he, you could you could be happy because she's like, I'm not in it for the romance. Yeah, um, I love that moment when he's like, does that smooth move, trying to like put her earpiece in, but it looks like, you know, <laughs> and she's like, whoa, 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 <laughs> not here for the romance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then we have that cute moment in the theater when he's like, he kind of reapproaches the question, because she says something about she had pancakes with a pedophile, like she drops that on, on him in the cafe. And so then he takes that moment while she's sitting in the theater to kind of like, wait, so tell me about this again. And I love that uh -huh. we see her start opening up. Like when she doesn't have to be face to face with him, when he's just like in her ear, she's just like, okay, you know. Yeah. Or at least we think she's sharing the truth. <laughs> That's true. Cause we don't know. She could be lying. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a sweet moment though. It, it did seem like she was being vulnerable uh, just from mm -hmm. how she was reacting. But mm -hmm. she could be lying. Who knows? Maybe she's really a really good spy. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But it did feel like she was opening up. Like she felt a little safer being in the dark and being like not face to face. And like she could, I don't know, have a moment to be more, more vulnerable. Do you think that John was being honest when he was confiding in Jane? Later on he is. Because at the end of the episode, um, 
he finally shares that he killed someone and that he was a drone operator. Yeah. We know he's like dishonorably discharged because of it. I was curious right? about that because he, he mentioned that during his interview. <laughs> yeah. um, and I was like, what could you have done? To be yeah, he's like, it can be considered dishonorable. <laughs> like, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> but these are like two people because they both sign up. Because at, at the beginning of this episode, they're a little disappointed that they're just following this lady around. And it seems like, oh, what is this easy peasy operation we've been assigned? We both signed on to, you know, high risk. I thought this was going to be high risk. So these are like two people that want to be in high risk situations, that want to leave, that are okay with leaving everything behind. So like, what kind of people are they? You know, Thrill like, seekers, yeah. I guess so, but so, like people that also don't mind being detached to their past so both maybe having dark pasts Ooh, i also was like <laughs> as i was watching the first interview scenes uh where they're talking to the machine you see them in a waiting room and it's kind of like <clears throat> going to a um unemployment office or uh a similar place where they help you like find temp work um if you've never been to a place like that in real life Awesome. Good for you, first of all. <laughs> Secondly, it's, it's mostly, it's really similar to like going to the DMV. Like you you go in there and there's usually an agent or someone who will call you up and, and ask you questions about your, your life and uh, ask you about your skills and try to help you find work. Um, so it definitely had that like temp agency vibe, which after I watched the episode got me to thinking like, maybe like have they done other assignments before and this is like them going back to the agency to get a new assignment like maybe they're both sort of lying in in terms of like um well i actually think there there are some of the questions that we don't hear we just kind of hear their responses so it makes me wonder of like uh, i think one of the questions it sounds like based on the responses it sounds like the question was what was your previous partner or like relationship like but it makes me wonder mm. of like, did they have a previous assignment similar to this one? And the machine is asking how that ended and if they'd be willing to like, are they loyal to the company or would they be like fall for their significant other and be loyal to their significant other? That kind of thing. That's interesting. So you think the machine is more like a temp temp work assigner? Yeah. I Itself? mean, well, the high high. Because in my mind, it was like this agency, but that's interesting. High, I love calling it the, the high high. <laughs> I was thinking about Atlanta, right? And just like yeah. the type of stuff that Donald Glover makes. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, if, if, if like, <laughs> without like metagaming or overthinking it, I think like this analogy of like a spy agency that's kind of like, it's like, it's not like they're being really, um, inconspicuous about what they're doing there are other people waiting in the lobby yeah. and i mean we don't necessarily see like a sign out front for the building or anything but it seems yeah. um like like uh, uh jane mentions that she got an email um and so it seems like something that is maybe either government funded or or some kind of organization that is secretive that is not known to the general public but it's not like you know some mm -hmm. illuminati kind of stuff so um, that leads me to believe that, like, they they want to test people's loyalty 
Um, and th- when they walk into the room, the song that's playing, I think, is like You Belong to Me or something like that, or the lyrics to the song. Mm-hmm. And it makes me think that like the, the the whole idea behind it is like these people belong to the company. You're loyal to us. We're going to put you in these situations, but you need to be um, cold and calculated. And if we ask you to to murder your significant other that you're in a marriage with. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I definitely those were the vibes I got. I definitely agree with the last part you're saying, like. You belong, like, this company, like, owns them now. This company probably wants the type of people that they are who are willing to cut ties and willing to be dependent on them. Um, I don't know if they've worked for this company before. To me, it seems like this is their first time with this particular company. Because um, I also think that adds to the whole, like, fish-out-of-water type thing for these characters because they have no idea what they're getting into. So I don't know if they've done assignments for them before i feel like there might be more stakes if this is their first time they have no idea because they're not supposed to talk about their missions but this seems very weird to them both you know what i'm saying i think because uh maya's character is like should we can we talk about that that like what is that cake (laughs) (laughs) we have this whole episode right where they're following this lady they're waiting for a package they're supposed to enter their whole like mission description is intercept, right? Intercept a package from yeah. this lady. And they're like, they have no idea what the package is going to be. At one moment, like some guy is giving her money, some younger guy, and they're like, is that the package? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so they have like no idea. And then it ends up, they deliver, they have to do the whole swap with the box, remember, to get the actual package from the lady. And then they deliver it to where it's supposed to go and we see that it's a cake a delicious looking cake (laughs) they're like wait a second what is this cake what did you think about that moment carmen i what did you think about the cake surprise you know what i love the cake surprise (laughs) i play a lot of video games and i thought it was hilarious that they were like we signed up for high risk why are we doing a fetch quest And also, like, the lady that they were following was, she was so amazing. Like, her just, like, dancing in the cafe while she's eating. I was like, I aspire yeah. to be this lady. <laughs> <laughs> she's enjoying her life. Um, but I also loved when they were in the park and the the guy that she gives money to shows up. And uh, Jane's like, oh, that's her boyfriend. And John's like, what? No, it's like her son. And they start making out. <laughs> it's, it's like, Yes. um but yeah at first i wasn't even sure if it was that lady like i I had my doubts like is it is this the lady they're actually supposed to be following like or is there gonna be something where you know she seemed like a normal person right yeah at first (laughs) but i love that 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 was really great the the handoff um of like john being doing this like elaborate uh trick to try a ruse to try to swap the boxes um it, it seemed like really clever and also like really um amateur of like somebody who's like this is my idea of what a spy would do uh yeah <laughs> trying to like make this elaborate thing happen <laughs> i love that he's like when he has to go through each of the shops hunting for the perfect size box that matches her box for the swap 
but it takes him like several tries. <laughs> yeah. He's going to different vendors, like, wait, uh, nope. And they're like, what are you doing? He's like, okay, I'll buy this random thing and put it in here so I can take your box. <laughs> yeah, but also, what about. Like, you can't have this box. <laughs> <laughs> I love what he's like. He goes up to the street vendor or whatever and like is like, don't go near my daughter again or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> picking a fight with that guy. Like, <laughs> Poor guy. And later on, Jane's like, what? What? My daughter? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? He's like, I don't know. It just came to me. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you think? Oh, do you think he was, like, revealing a little bit about his personal life? Do you think he actually has a daughter? And that's why it was so easy for him to come up with that? I don't know. I don't know. Or it's just kind of, like, stuff, like you're saying, it's slightly amateur. Like, maybe it's it's phrases he's heard on, like, TV shows, you know? It sounds like <laughs> yeah. a thing, like, don't go near my daughter. You know, like, you, we've heard, like, watching TV. <laughs> he just watched Taken. And he was just <laughs> yeah, like... Yeah. <laughs> It's like, this is what they say, isn't it? <laughs> um. So, yes, to your original question about the cake, I, like, when they, when they, when the person opened the box and it was just a cake, I was like, something's going to happen. <laughs> something's going to happen. <laughs> yep. Um, and it does. <laughs> and I was like, holy moly, what if they did stay and have that drink? Because the lady's like, would you like a drink? You guys want a drink? And Jane's like, sure. And John's like, no, 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 we got to go. But they didn't know, like, the agency that they're working for didn't say, just drop the, you know, drop the package off and leave. Like, they didn't tell them that. No. Nope. So <laughs> that's the kind of agency they're working for. <laughs> oh, man, they're expendable. One drink away from being blown up. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So after they drop but off they, the cake, mm -hmm. they leave the house and the cake explodes, <laughs> um, killing nine people. Killing nine people. Wow. Who we don't Insane. know much about. We don't even know who those people were, do we? No, so it's we like, don't. What, what kind of agency are they working for? Are they working for the bad guys? We don't know. We don't. What the same. I remember like watching it and thinking after the explosion happens, I was like, oh, now they're getting caught. You're right outside. <laughs> <laughs> but thankfully yep. they run away. <laughs> they run away. And they both seem kind of excited, right? After it happens, like after they actually get it, because they run away and then they, you know, Jane smears John's like blood on her face so she so he can carry her into this restaurant and like you know they can go into the restroom without people asking or standing in their way and then once they're in the bathroom and have that moment together they kind of seem excited oh man right? like they, they've gotten away like this is actually high stakes and they thought it was originally going to be easy and they were getting eased into something the tension was there for sure mm -hmm. uh, like <laughs> There was that moment where it was just like a really like ten like a like like um the sexual tension I think was at a at a height at the height of his power. <laughs> and I was like, are they gonna kiss? Um yeah. but no, it, I think it's just like like you said, they both wanted this 
to happen, like with the high stakes missions. And they um, earlier, Jane told them that maybe they're being eased in with this with this type of mission. And uh, they both kind of have this moment of like, wow, we didn't expect that. Um, I do think that like after they get back home, we see Jane start to question her part in all of this. What did you think about that? Will you explain that to me more? In what way? Yeah. So, um, are you when they're walking back home, or when they're walking away, or maybe it was in the bathroom? At one point, <laughs> Jane asked John, um, "What? What do you think? Uh, who do you think those people were? Like, uh, we almost died, or something like that." And he says, "We're not supposed to talk about it." Um, mm-hmm. And for him, it's just like out of sight, out of mind. I followed orders and did what I was supposed to do. But Jane has more of a conscience about it. And it's like, what did we do? What am I involved in? We almost died. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that's hit from his military training as a drone operator, trying to like compartmentalize that? Like, you know, like, hey, we don't talk about that. Let's just, you know, that was our mission. I got to. But maybe he will have a have a what uh what is it called a crisis of conscience later about it whereas jane maybe has never she didn't answer the question did she of if she'd ever killed anybody i can't I remember, remember in her interview yeah i don't remember but he asked her we saw him ask her that at the cafe and she dodged it she dodged it and she yeah. said something like, Does, do I look like I have that? Or who said something about the, you know, that kind of face? He's like, you have that kind of face. And she's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Your eyes, you look like you have the eyes of a a predator. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, she I says think... people have described her as cold and manipulative. But she's never actually said she's killed someone. So maybe mm. this is a first for her. I definitely like I'm skeptical about them both because John seems like he's a company man in the sense of like he's all in on this style of on this lifestyle. And there's a part of me that feels like he's been lying this whole time. Um, Mm -hmm. And there's also a part of me that's like, I think he's just trying to tell Jane what she wants to hear. So like he comes clean to her about the number of people that he's killed. And I feel like he's less being vulnerable and more like trying to earn her trust. And I'm like, oh man, like he is he manipulating her? Or I don't know. Maybe it's just a sweet <laughs> moment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do find it interesting because you know, in the beginning, towards the beginning of the episode, when they move in together and they have to decide who's sleeping where, he graciously is like, you know, have the upstairs, the large bedroom, you know, um, and I'll take this guest bedroom down here. But over the course of the episode, we see him kind of like inching his way into her room that he's given her, which is, you know, like physically, <laughs> like he's like lying on the bed when she comes into the bedroom at the, you know, and for that last scene. And yeah. we're wondering, like, interesting, like, is he going to get up? <laughs> like, it's like kind of like, kind of like manipulating his way in a, in a smooth way. But like, it's, it's, it. Yeah. What does that say about his character, do you think, Carmen? Like, he's kind of like... I feel like he's got ulterior motives. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, look, I I mean, I think that John is attracted to Jane. I think that's, I think that's honest. 
Do you think he's in it for the relation for the romance and the relationship? Partially? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. <laughs> I think he's just like trying to hook up and if if the company asked him to take Jane out, I think he would at this point I think he would do it. I love the moment when it's like their first night in their new home as a married couple and he comes up and knocks on her door and it's like I thought maybe we would say good night. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't know why I love that just because it's very real you know it's like okay well we're two people sleeping together in the same place now so like isn't this a thing that we're supposed to kind of do and like he discovers that she's already like eaten dinner and had her meal like without him when he's like cooking his own meal and so it's like him trying to trying to have some sort of normalcy in this very bizarre situation and her being like okay now I'm she doesn't even say good night, I don't think, in that scene. No. He actually says it and she doesn't say it. <laughs> nope. And she goes back to watching Naked and Afraid. Which is <laughs> like, wait a second, I've seen that episode of Naked and Afraid. That's what she's watching. Jane is very relatable. Like I, mm-hmm. I think the writing is is so great in this show because they, they both do feel like real people and it feels like how folks would react in a situation like that. Um, I do think that we learned at the end of the episode that the cat is named Max and the cat is actually Jane's cat, uh, that she has brought with her. Um, well, which, that's like, her story. Well, that's true. She could be lying. Because I thought, to me, I thought that the cat came with the place. Like the agency was like, here, married people have animals. Here's a cat. Um, <laughs> and she was like, we're going to name this cat Max. And, you know, I'm happy to compromise and other stuff since we're a married couple, but that's Max. And then he's like, and you brought him with you. Like, that was his, like, concession. Like, okay, fine. If you're naming the the cat, then I guess our story can be that you brought the cat with you into our marriage. Like, he came with you. So, which I found interesting because until then, they really hadn't gone over any um, details of, like, their story as a married couple. You know, you would think... Hey, if you're meeting somebody and you're going to be a spy married couple, you'd come up with like, okay, we got to get our story straight on how did we meet and how long have we been married and like, you know, what's your favorite such and such. So like that was the first detail, I think, that it was like, okay, that's going to be your cat that you brought into this marriage. But I'm excited to kind of see like what are their other, what's their other stories they're going to tell themselves about their marriage. Oh man, that makes a lot more sense. Maybe maybe it's not that deep, and I'm overthinking it. I'm like, oh, it's her cat from her past life, and she can't let it go. <laughs> oh, I'm over here doing a thesis statement on this action comedy show. <laughs> that would be funny if she snuck it in there. Oh um, look! Oh look! We have a cat. And it's one she actually brought. (laughs) I like Max is very cute. (laughs) He is cute. She likes animals, so. It's a good sign. Yes, good sign. Good sign about her. So I do have a question for you. I have two questions for you, actually. The first question is, out of John and Jane, do you have a favorite? That's not fair, Carmen. (laughs) (laughs) I can't answer that. I like them both. You can say both. I I think they're equally amazing. I mean, 
I love the awkwardness and the situation, and I love that they're both like. They don't come from already being spies. You know, they're not like typical spies. They're both a little bit out of their element. Like she, I guess, tried out for the CIA or something, or came was like came close and didn't make the cut. Supposedly, something like that. Yeah. Um, and he has this military experience supposedly, but you know. I don't think has any formal like they don't seem like they have formal training on how to deal with these missions. So I love that element about them both. Yeah. I can't pick a favorite. <laughs> I don't know. You have a favorite? Yeah, it's Jane. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, John. It's Jane. <laughs> I mean, like, she gets a lot of points for Max, but also <laughs> I just think she's cool and and uh she she seems like John mentions that he has basic training, uh, but Jane does seem like she's more well suited for the job than he than he is, um, and so yeah, I think that's I think she's cool. <laughs> I I I like what you're saying about the realness. That she, I mean, they both have realness, but like her reaction to the whole situation of like being with a stranger is seems more relatable. Slightly. <laughs> like, Yes. Like, who are you? I don't know who you are. Like, <laughs> I'm going to hide in the bat- so like bedroom that. and watch yeah. reality TV. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my second question for you is, Kimberly, do you mm-hmm. love it? I do love it. I love this. I love this reimagining of this Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to see where this goes. Do you love it, Carmen? I do love it. <laughs> it's so cute and it's so fun. Um, I think the writing is amazing. Uh, I think that the characters are really well-rounded and interesting and I was hooked from the beginning. Um, and I'm excited to see what's going to happen next. Me too. What mission they'll be given next. <gasps> and knows? who this organization is. Who is it? Is it Organization 13 from Kingdom Hearts? I hope not. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, friends, I think that might do it for us here on our first episode of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. But, uh, Kimberly, where can people find us? So you guys can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, And be sure to leave us a review. Tell us what you thought about this episode on social media. We're at Take This TV on TikTok and Instagram. And um, thank you so much for watching Hot Potatoes. And welcome to the club. Thank you, everyone. And remember, it's dangerous to watch TV alone. We did it! Episode... (laughs)